Hello and welcome to Can Someone Tell Me What To Do, the podcast dedicating to trying to figure life out as an early 20-something. I'm Sophie, the host, and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the fifth episode of Can Someone Tell Me What To Do. I'm joined with Ella today, and we're going to be chatting about whether we're good people or not. So, I mean, I hope we are. But Ella, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm Ella. I'm 21. I'm currently living in Manchester with my boyfriend and his parents. Very fun. And I'm a civil servant currently. Very exciting. Very, very impressive. <laughs> Did you know that you've actually, I don't know if you've like recognised or heard, but I've shout, like I've mentioned you in quite a few of the episodes. Yeah, I feel famous, you know, like, it's great. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever done it by name. By the uh, way, I like how you're wearing the jumper, school jumper. Oh yeah, that's kind of embarrassing, but. No, I brought mine with me to Manchester, it's really nice. <laughs> it's really cosy. Um, oh yeah, so, and background to mine and your friendship, we went to school together um, but we didn't really become that close until we worked at Sylvestrian at the kids camp together I don't know why I just said that but just yeah <laughs> we're talking about like if like what does it mean to be a good person if we're good people should we be able to judge others performative morality and it sounds like a lot but I think we'll fit it in so if you had like that magic device thing we always do what would you want to ask it but relate it to morality in some description. I think if I could have it as like a lie detector thing, that'd be quite cool. In the, like, that sounds a bit weird. What I mean is like, so I think a lot of morality comes with intention. Like you've got to have the intention of wanting to be good. Otherwise it doesn't really count. You can do anything good on paper, but if you're doing it with like selfish intentions or whatever, then it gets a bit convoluted. Mm -hmm. So if I could ask it, well, one, if that's right, but two, like from that point of view, if that makes sense, like, would it be able to tell me who's got the good intentions? Oh, that's quite cool. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, I you? think I get it. I would, I don't know. I think it's kind of like what you just said made me realise, like, you know, sometimes when you're trying to convince yourself that something you're doing is okay or you can get away with it or you should do it because you think you've got a good intention, but sort of deep down, you know, you haven't got the best motivation. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah maybe something that could actually tell me what sometimes I just don't know if certain oh, well, things are like, no, right I get or you. like what yeah am I just like is my brain just convincing myself that it's okay to, to say that lie because for like completely X, Y, Z, completely what, yeah. or is that literally just me not wanting to deal with the guilt or me trying to find you know I don't know definitely definitely I think yeah that that makes you think of like two threads and the one is like is what you're doing actually moral and like do I have like a certain like alter ego like my brother always thinks I've got selfish intentions no matter what I'm doing like I'll be like do you want a cup of tea and he's like what's in it for you and I'm like mate it's just a cup of tea Calm down. <laughs> I'm not evil he honestly thinks I'm evil but it's fine um and the second thing was um okay no I forgot my second thing all right like, that's fine um uh I don't, I don't know I just I think I am a good person I think mm. I, I think sometimes I judge myself like too harshly and I'm like, oh my God, you're such a dick, Sophie. And other times I'm like a bit lenient with myself and sometimes I get confused at like, where that line is. Like, Yeah, because I guess it's you being self-aware of it and then also thinking, wait, is that is it in it for me? Like, yeah. it's like both how you come across, but like how you're presenting as well. It's like two different streams. Yeah. And it's almost like by thinking about it, you're like, well, surely because I'm even thinking about it, that's a sign that it's slightly dodgy. Because if it was truly a good thing, or then surely I wouldn't be thinking about it. But is it, it a sign that I'm actually just such a good person that even good acts like my like I'm just wanting to check if it is good or not 
Yeah. Do you okay. think there's such thing as a selfless act? I was going to say, uh, I I remember having this like debate in like philosophy in year 12 or something. Mm. And then, but then, and then the, the one that's always brought up is like dying for someone or like jumping in front of a bullet for someone. Yeah. Because then you're not getting anything good out of it. But then, and then I was like, oh, but that's only one exception. But then you're and then also with that, you know, like, but with that as well, like, okay, this sounds really bad because obviously people who have done that are amazing. But <laughs> like, you could take that and be like, but what if like they just wanted to have a good legacy? Like it's way better that than yeah. them not doing that and then having to live with that pain or whatever. Or like, if they think, if they believe, like, I guess if they believe in heaven or afterlife. True, yeah. But I still, I think most people are absolutely terrified of dying. A few yeah. people are like, I'm not scared of it. I'm like, really? Like, surely that is the most, maybe it's maybe it's not. But for me, like, surely, even if you're like, oh, I'm not scared of dying, I don't know, in a situation where you could be about to, die for example if someone's shooting at you or your friends then Mm. surely you would be terrified and it is against your human instincts to jump in front of a bullet for someone else yeah and as you said like these two examples of being completely selfless they're like life and death like fight or flight kind of things and things you can't really test before so I guess it is like your internal self your core person yeah I don't not day-to-day examples is it completely and it's just from that from that same things it's like the mundane things can also be really good but then also like you can do really good things and not necessarily have the best intentions like not like <laughs> so my friend she's a nurse and so like if it sorry this is a bit of a tangent um okay, so I was friends with quite a few nurses at uni so at house parties and stuff there'd be a lot of nurses there I was talking to one of them once and she was telling me about how much she loved working in A&E and like especially like people first out of the ambulance doing the CPR it was like what she like lived for she absolutely loved the high tense situation and I was hearing that being like I could never do that mm-hmm. but again that's kind of like that's not a self-sacrifice but it's still being yourself in a very tense situation that is you're going to be saving lives all of the time but yeah. that doesn't inherently make her a good person because she does yeah. it for the thrill of it yeah do you know what I mean well that's like I mean I've become obsessed with Grey's Anatomy you know like the <laughs> I've seen I, it but oh my god it's I'm literally I finished watching it just before Christmas and I'm already re-watching it and there's 15 really? seasons. Anyway, okay. um, I've heard you know, I think it's, just, you know, it's a symptom of anxiety to only like re-watch TV shows and never watch something new. Really? Yeah. Because I was, like, I talked to someone at work and she said she did that and I was like, what? But oh, it's because, um, obviously I don't, I don't know how sound, like solid this research is, but it's like, it's like something it brings you so much comfort because you, you know yeah. exactly what's going to happen so even in like the scary episodes if there are like you you know what's going to like that's a sense of control that you have yeah. because you know what's going to happen and people yeah. with anxiety tend to feel a lack of control over things so if you can control something like what you're watching and I when I watch new tv shows and there's something tense I can't stand it I literally I'm hiding under like Mm. a blanket not because I'm like actually scared of what I'm gonna see but it's the unknown and it really yeah. freaks me out so when I read yeah. I like watching sort of like action or whatever stuff but I need to know what's gonna happen or I'll have to look up online like, which do you happen. google it because my friend does that all the time yeah. and we get so annoyed with and that. then I get I'm like but like, I know I know so and so is not gonna die it's gonna be a bit gory but now I can enjoy it I can enjoy the action yeah. I can enjoy the thrill but I know what's happening so it doesn't freak me out as much yeah, the point of it is you're supposed to enjoy it, aren't you? So if that gives you enjoyment, then there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, what, I personally what, wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Tangent. Yeah, oh, on Grey's Anatomy, like, because they're all to be surgeons, 
they get so like if there's like a major trauma coming in they're like so excited or like mm, or they and they're all like fighting each other because they want to get the really bad case of the person who's about to die like not because they want to just yeah their surgical school. and they're not like bad people but it's not you know they're not like selfless doctors just doing it because they want to save people it's because yeah they enjoy the rush the thrill they want to yeah. advance their careers or whatever um, but I think like see this is where cause I, I know this is a public thing so I don't want to air like two of my close family members work in like so one was a clinical neuropsychologist ooh la la basically she worked with terminally ill or very depressed people who had had strokes and another family member um was like a carer or is a carer so she like goes into homes and especially with COVID it's been really difficult but both of them I think of as being like probably the best people I know but then it's because like but they they're very like very low-key about it they're very don't like showing it off if anything they get embarrassed if you talk about too much about mm. like the good work they do and like you can tell it also like this, <laughs> this sounds quite deep but like you can tell it takes a bit of a mental toll on them because like yeah. they are dealing with very heavy things all of the time and I think it's bad because I don't know if my my criteria then of them being good people is the fact that they're if anything they're not getting anything out of it they're getting worse off because of mm-hmm. it because they're being so selfless yeah but then I think that's the only criteria but I don't know what do you think well I think that's interesting because if if someone said to me like who do you think is a better person a nurse or someone who works in corporate finance I would choose the nurse yeah that's that's a good point yeah but then I guess that's your entire career isn't it well, because one of it's interesting. One of my um, friends is a social worker, uh, works with mm. children. She's got she's got a very high moral comp- compass, but she mm. almost gets frustrated when people, or like on dating apps or whatever, like really congratulate her, being like, "Oh my god, that's so good!" Like you're so, you know. Yeah. And she, because for her, it like she always wanted to do a job that would help people, but it's also a job that she's interested in, and she doesn't not sure how long she's gonna yeah. stay in it. She doesn't know if it is her like lifetime career. But it almost gets frustrated about how many people are like, oh my God, you're such a good person just because of her job. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting as well because I was talking to a friend about this recently and I was basically talking about my job role um, and basically saying, oh, I didn't realise how difficult it would be. And that just because I like some of the stuff that I deal with is can be quite traumatic. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh damn, I wanted to help people, but I didn't realise that helping people would be difficult and then she was like laughing at me and being like that sounds so like champagne socialism oh you want to help people but not people that need help like <laughs> and I was like you're so right like oh, how have I not connected the dots but to an extent that's any like being a doctor or being a nurse or having any of these roles that is gonna like... and I think there is also because growing up I was like I want that's why I basically wanted to teach and I was like I want a job where I'm going to be working with people helping them and I was like I can really inspire like younger generation I mean that's probably a bit full of myself but you know I thought I was like <laughs> no, I that's you, an important like quote-unquote important job and that's a good job and I, I will be directly helping people and now I don't really want to be a teacher and I'm a bit like mm. oh like is that is the the career that I want to go into so it's like content creation journalism is that like less of a good career like I don't mean I'm good in terms of like moral but yeah. then I'm like well there's so many different ways to help people and like if my talents my talents if my skills are more <laughs> suited for example like writing up mental health articles or about yeah. sex education or things like that that could help someone a lot it's less direct yeah. and I'm not saying that is as moral or as important for society to function as doctors nurses social workers but no like, 100% and the what you do do is great and it is beneficial and like it will help people feel much more confident in things they might have not felt such as then I'm like where is the line because like let's say I went into 
like like people in like finance whatever would I guess they might be helping someone Mm. but it's also like I guess you have to go into it in the right reasons like you're like oh I want to be more moral therefore I'm going to be a teacher like Mm. that just wouldn't work no if you went into it be a terrible teacher exactly and if you went into it with that attitude it probably isn't the best attitude to go into yeah you never want the assumption that you're gonna change the world I don't know like you know that's it but also it's not always as direct as through like say for example someone from my job she used to work in um social care so she would help with she helped people who had recently become refugees so like young people and was like helping them like she was like care worker basically and she left it because it was so difficult for her because there was no structure and especially with mm-hmm. COVID and everything and like I think she was feeling a bit like oh god like me stepping away from this role is at the expense of these people now this mm-hmm. role that I've got although it's helping people it's not as direct so yeah. am I being less small enough kind of thing but it's it's not it's you've got to look after yourself yeah and she's still going to be doing all these great things she's not changed as a person yeah it'll just be true. in different ways I guess just because your job might not directly help someone or I don't know I guess if, like, let's say you're in advertising like there's nothing wrong I'm not saying that's like a like an immoral job but, no no I get you I but, get you. but then I you might not be directly helping people but you can still be a very good person at your core and you know whether you support different charities or you're you know a really good parent and you bring up your children so that they have you know I guess there's lots of different mm. ways to put good out into the world apart from your job I remember a teacher at Forest at uh, the school we went to said uh, that they felt like they were a better person when they were teaching if they were teaching in a state school and they felt guilty about making the transition to a private school um, oh that's interesting yeah and he said like at like in his social circle like this sort of, a few of his friends have judged him when he said he was going to be down teaching at private school oh that's interesting yeah yeah because again it's not that like I mean I guess it is a different environment completely in that you have smaller classes you tend to have better resources like yeah I don't know that's really interesting well, yeah, that's more than one teacher then I brought it up with um uh, Miss Mackey um who's uh, uh, my RS teacher and about because at that point I wanted to go into teaching and I said to her like I don't know if I agree with private schools as a thing like but but I would really mm. like to teach in one because like the RS department's more established and she was saying she kind of viewed it as yes the children are a lot more privileged at private schools but it doesn't that doesn't mean they don't deserve a good education or good mental health support or anything like that you can still be very helpful to those students yes they are not as in as much in need as other children because of their privilege but you can still do good things as a teacher there and mould them in a positive way. Yeah, no, I get you, I get you. It's weird though, isn't it? Because I think, and it's a bit hypocritical for me to say, but I think if I could wave a magic wand, I'd get rid of private schools because it would increase the standard of teaching across the board, I think. But I don't think teaching, I don't think teachers are that, like, private school teachers aren't any better than state school teachers. No, 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 true. It's. I think it's more about, uh, resources yeah, and exactly. capability of the school yeah. to support the rather than like I don't know if like I don't really think education I don't think you have necessarily better education from a private school but there will be more resources to enable you to have a, a better future yeah but then also if you think about all the rich 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 people if they're not if the parents and stuff aren't funding their money into state schools if they aren't funding their money into private schools if instead they're going oh well but this month money and I don't know the ins and outs it could be a massive yeah like, I'm so conflicted on private schools so conflicted because on one I can on one hand I really agree and I'm like like do away with them another part of me that just I don't know if it's that simple and I don't uh, they're, they're like it's they're difficult so, there are so many like intricacies of exactly own, which is a whole nother okay right 
We've got yeah, we're going on tangents. Anywho, I did a poll yesterday, um, which I love doing because I don't know, it makes me feel powerful. Um, so <laughs> I'll go through it and we can just chat about whether we are surprised or not or whatever. I was I was actually surprised how like unanimous the results were. I answered the questions, but I did it quite early on because I got tagged, so I got notifications. Hey. So I don't know the, the recent results. Okay. So, have you ever wondered if you're a good person or not? Oh, are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> you're always asking me, like, what do you think the answer is? Oh, I see. <laughs> tell me your own opinion as well. I think most people would have said yes. Yeah, 100% yes. Well, how many people responded? Um, I'm not sure. I think around, um, well, I, I can see who's seen it here, but not actually how many. I think around 30 people. So not loads. Whoa. Yeah. But still, that's like to have a unanimous yeah. thing. That's but then I guess also it's not that accurate because it's, I don't know. The people who would have said yes and yeah, wanted to reply anyway. Whatever. But yeah. it's just, you know, other young people. Okay. This one's quite interesting. And I think we'll go into a little bit later, but do you sometimes wonder if you can actually make a difference with things, i.e. internalized misogyny, institutional racism? I think people would have said yes. I can't remember what I put. Yeah, it was 95% yes, 5% no. Because you'd think about it, even if you weren't, even if you then concluded something, like to think about it is. Such as? Yeah, because then like, say for example, I'd be like, oh, can I make a difference with things? And then I'd think about it and be like, oh, I think I, think I probably can because like I mean having it's, conversations it's, with people I don't know it's, you get that feeling of like quite helpless which I think a lot of people have had mm. in 2020 with everything that's gone on mm. and wondering if like you doing a certain thing is actually gonna help but then but then you do it anyway because it kind of makes you feel better in yourself yeah if you haven't I think that kind of goes in performative morality as well yeah it's interesting isn't it because I was thinking that of like a I guess giving to a big charity or like, well, it's like not less than a percentage of the total that I've given, why would that make a difference? Yeah. And then if it's something like giving food to a homeless person, you can literally see that being like, oh yeah, this person's going to eat lunch now because- But then again, and then at the same time, you could be like, well, yeah, that, I, that was their meal, but what happens tomorrow or well, the next- Very true, very, very true. But like, I'm yeah. not saying that it's like, you shouldn't do that. It's a very good deed, but like- No, no, I get you. Like, it's like, oh, well, this is very short term. Or it's like and... when- um, or like, I don't know, maybe like from a, a misogyny or sexism angle, like consider sort of when you see, I know comments so easily like online about men being really disrespectful towards women, making rape jokes, things like that. And you kind of think, well, are those people ever going to like, th- those people are always going to exist. Yeah. So, but then I also think things like, say, for example, subtle homophobia and stuff. Like if, if you do call people out, they do sometimes change their behavior and I think True. it's different depending on the people and if enough people tell you then it, you're like oh I don't yeah. know like I'm trying to think yeah, of yeah. an example no I get what you mean. Uh, well, I, that's why I think I'm so passionate about like sex education and PSHE because like I, I just think the more we teach young people and the more yeah. schools and curriculums can help shape their opinions and things rather than just their parents because I think definitely you know, a lot of you know if you grow up in a for example in a very like white area or in a in a family unit which is very like men should be men and you know yeah like, yeah you're obviously gonna we're well, not obviously you're more likely to have certain views so but if the school is able to give comprehensive education on those things then it's yeah more that, that person won't grow up to be someone writing racist or sexist things on the internet 
or completely or much and it's worse also, attacking people or and it's also like what's it mob mentality is is usually said in a bad sense but it can be good in that people go like oh yeah no don't say that that's terrible or like yeah like even things like judgment of wearing a mask people are more likely to wear a mask if they're not being judged for it or like not not saying that most yeah, people, like some the, people do the desire to appear like a good person exactly is almost yeah. stronger yeah. than the desire to be a good person yeah yeah i i agree which is a bit messed up but also like does it really matter Ooh, I think it does. Ma- I, but like, it There's does. But like, at the end of the day, with the mask thing, if it ends up because people are worried <laughs> if other people just are not wearing a mask, so the result is more people wear masks. That is a better yeah. result. Yeah, There's a thing we learned about in sociology about this. I want to remember the, the name yeah. of it. Uh, it's basically. Oh damn! I'm trying to think of what to Google for it to come up. It's um, it's a surveillance thing. Like nice name to it, but show anything, and it's also good to like. I, I'd recommend you research it because it's interesting. Yeah, Panopticon. Um, have you heard of the Panopticon? No, teach it's me. basically. I'll show you the photo of it. It looks like that. It's basically a round thing where, yeah, it's like a round like building, and then all the windows are pointing towards each other, so everyone can see each other. Right. And there's a tower in the middle, and you don't know who's in the tower, and so it's basically this idea of because you don't know when someone's watching you, you assume you're always being watched. Mm-hmm. And so the, the context we learned it with sociology was kind of, oh, that's how CCTV is used in order to manage people and make yeah, sure people yeah, yeah. are like acting. And we were talking about like whether it was a good or bad thing. And like, it's interesting because there could be no one in the tower, but you're going on the basis that you are. And yeah. sometimes I, like, I was thinking that maybe like your sense of morality, like, you know, they're kind of like Gemini Cricket, like conscience thing, like to what yeah. extent is that social pressure of am I being watched doing this and how much of it is actually, oh, I feel bad for doing that. Or I feel good for doing that. Yeah. I can explain that again. I don't know how much sense that made. No, because I was just thinking as well, like, it's such a silly exam- example, but if my camera is off in a Zoom meeting, I will probably be on my phone and actually not listening that much. But yeah, if it was on, yeah. I would actually listen. A- definitely, definitely, yeah. And I know the right thing to do is to listen, but I'm not yeah, being watched, and not be distracted. But- yeah, it's yeah. like I've been starting working from home and I'm doing just as much work, but I'll, like, be a bit, like, I'll take my breaks for a bit longer or, yeah. like... I'll go on my phone a bit more just because it's like you're not being watched in the office because it's not even but then I remember thinking as well it's taking it back to these silly examples but at school so in sixth form you know Mm. even if you had a free period you weren't allowed to leave at the end of the day you weren't allowed to leave but in my yeah but I like didn't agree like as a as a rule I didn't agree with it so if I could get away with doing it I would do it and I didn't feel bad because I thought the rule was stupid Oh yeah, yeah, no, I did that all the time. Yeah, but like, but I, I remember one of my friends was like, no, like that is a rule, like that's there for a reason. We should stick to it, regardless of whether we're going to get caught or not by the person at reception, we shouldn't do it. When I was like, if the person's there, not at reception, or they're looking at the computer, I'm going to go. Because I yeah. think that rule is silly. And if I leave 15 minutes early, that means I can get the bus, the early bus, get home, do my homework quicker. But- no, completely, I agree. I it's strange, isn't it? Because it's things like even like uniform and stuff. People are like, oh, well, I disagree with that. Like, how is that going to stop work? And it's like, I don't know. Yeah, it could be about like drawing the line somewhere because like, then it's, say, like, like and period. it also depends on what's like, for me, I decided <clears> to break that rule because I didn't agree and it benefited me. It meant I got home earlier. Uniform, I didn't get why people had such a problem conforming to like the uniform because I, I didn't mind it. So I would probably yeah. judge other people having really ripped tights because I didn't get the big deal about not having rips in your tights. 
So it's kind yeah, of like, again, yeah. a selfish thing. Like No, completely. But then like, some uniform rules, like year seven, year eight, when they were like, your skirt should be at your knee, and mine wasn't. That actually doesn't look any smarter than if it's a couple of inches above my knee. So therefore, yeah. I don't agree with that. It rule, looks so nice. Gonna... Yeah, it looks Completely. Like... <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's also funny because, like, I guess that ties with, like, you get more freedom with age. Like, now you don't really get a uniform, really, yeah. or, like, anything like that. And you get much more, like, even something stupid as lunch times and breaks, like you're trusted to take your own breaks yeah. and stuff, usually. And it's just, I find maybe that's like a thing with like morality with age, maybe. Like, like when you're a child, you're not, you're presumed to be maybe more compromising or not. not but I think as a child, well. you're just, Talk you're learning, you're, <laughs> you're just like learning more, right? You're learning about the world and like yeah. school and preschool and micro cats I don't know they're like a yeah, yeah, miniature yeah. version of an outside world anyway let's go back to the poll um sorry <laughs> no, no no that wasn't me like, this is actually so interesting okay so do you ever judge people for not being as good or as moral as you no because I don't know their life situation I'd say so you wait yeah let me I can probably see that you were one of the voters so I judge my brother I think I said no now I'm scared <laughs> yeah you said no so you were one of four people who said no Ooh, that's um, interesting. And yeah, the results were 81 or like 80 to 20%. Oh, no. What did you say? I said, yeah, I, mm. I'm a lot better. I I used to be very judgy, like mm. very, like not mm. too too much. Like I'm definitely not that Where do you think like, that comes from, just out of interest? Like why, I'm, why I was so judgy or why I'm yeah, not Yeah, just if you, you, like, I don't know why I'm not like, um, that sounds so like, hey, I'm not judgy, haha. <laughs> why I was so judgy like for one thing I was very judgy about was uh drug like people taking drugs yeah is that because you had a certain standard for yourself and if people didn't meet that you were like yeah I mean, I'm maybe, saying that, but, well, but like now like I would like like I just don't think it's something worth judging like why would I judge someone over that like mm. no fair yeah yeah but then maybe that's because in your head like your morals or maybe you're like oh like independence is more of a factor or like maybe you can see the appeal yeah. of drugs more with that example I don't know and at the same time, like, if someone was being really, like, let's say one of my friends was being really irresponsible with drugs and, like, yeah. taking them, like, taking, I don't know, MDMA, like, not knowing where she was getting them from, taking it all the time, yeah. I'd be, like, part of me would want to be, like, do you know how many people, like, die from that? Which, yeah. and, like, what, how, what, like, your poor family or poor friends, if something happened to you, you had to go to hospital. But, like, so I feel like now I would judge a bit, but then if, you know, if a friend was, like, oh yeah last night like I tried care or I did this I wouldn't judge them for that so I that's, feel like my yeah. my boundaries just shifted like I wouldn't judge people you know why for that's changed things. why it's changed maybe it was like going it's probably to do with me going to uni and like going out more and seeing how normalized it is yeah yeah I was gonna say like exposure would probably because I, yeah, I used to again like yeah. when I was like 15 I I didn't start drinking until I was quite old and I very much judge people who got like blackout drunk all the time and then at uni like mm. like now I love like getting t- like or well, getting drunk I love going out <laughs> like I, so I can't judge people for it because I would happily do that a couple times a week yeah maybe it's sort of just how I'm t- so my because I'm more inclined to want to do those things I'm going to judge people less for doing it yeah yeah fair yeah that's that's how I'd feel as and well, I think I a lot of the things I judge because I remember this is really terrible um, and I don't do this now I've always uh, like I've always identified as a feminist but in my early teens I was so slut shamey which is awful mm. and I would never do that now I it nothing pisses me off more than anyone slut shaming someone but I remember being like oh yeah like she gets with so many guys and like you know just looking down yeah. and being like oh guys guys actually will like prefer me because I'm not like that so terrible. I think that's just that's not 
I mean, like the, the thing that I was, I was going to say this, and it kind of feeds into this as well, yeah. where I'm like, I saw this quote and I want to say it's somewhere like really profound that I read it, but it's probably like, like Instagram or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, it was like, the, your first reaction to something is how society's conditioned you to feel and then how you react to that is your yeah. own sense of self. But then like with that example, it's like, such shaming is such a massive problem in society. Like we've always been told like, oh yeah, no, I'm not like other girls. I like, yeah. But I know for me, <laughs> I, I know the reason I was so judgy about that is because I was insecure. I didn't like the way I looked. I didn't think I was like pretty enough for boys to fancy me. So then I would, mm. in my head, judge or like at- attack the girls like in my head that were getting attention because I probably wanted to be the ones getting attention. But that's like girls versus girls. That's a whole issue. Yeah, in which is hot. Like, which you know what I mean? I don't blame myself like, for girls that. Girls are your competition, yeah. not your support system. I'm like, no. Like, Completely boys yeah. in the competition they're trash no joking <laughs> <laughs> but I still definitely well would would you not like if you found out that I was going out to like illegal raves all throughout lockdown would you judge me for that oh yeah I 100% would so yeah then you, so then but, then, but then it was it was do you think you're a better person wasn't that how it was phrased or something because I wouldn't think I'm better than them do you ever judge people for not being as oh I see as moral as you yeah would you would you think I'm a would you would you think you're a better person or a more moral person because you're not going to like you're not breaking up I think it depends on their situation like like more morally I'd be like ah that's not very moral but I'd be like to say for example they have terrible terrible mental health at the moment or their like close family member just died I wouldn't then think oh that justifies it but I'd be like oh that's an explanation that's not a that's that's them right now that's not them as a whole person yeah like I wouldn't I would still be like that's terrible stop doing that you're gonna kill people but and I tell them that to their face but <laughs> yeah you know knock on their door yeah. with a mask on get worried Ella's stop. gonna come and come sort you, you out <laughs> but um yeah I think on a like I don't think I'd judge their entire character on it but I guess I guess if someone consistently did that and didn't have a good excuse then I guess I would yeah I guess I would think I'm more than them I guess yeah yeah I think after I asked that because your next question I remember now and that wait I, wait so I don't know if it's the next I know the one you're talking about I don't think it's next it's not the next well I'll do it now because it sort of goes with it is it just, <laughs> you're thinking about the vegan and veggie one yeah yeah almost. okay so my last little <laughs> like, jumping so if you're a vegetarian or vegan do you judge others or think they are less moral for eating meat so 40% said yes 60% said no so quite split Ooh. Um, what did I say? But, I think I might have said no, which is again performative. No, because no, I thought, you, you said. Oh, I said yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said yes with me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a particular anecdote that sticks in my head about this. Okay, sure. And it's just, it's just, um, it was not even an anecdote. It's just really small. It's just, I remember really strongly there was someone that I know. In fact, I'm not. I'm going to be really vague because okay. I don't want to yeah. give away this person's identity. Yeah. But not that they're watching. But <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not you. <laughs> but um, basically, they absolutely, they say they absolutely love dogs. They're like their favourite animal. And they're just like, oh my God, I love showing them pictures. I love, she, she like shows pictures of your dog all the time. And like all these animals. And it's like, oh my God, I love animals. And then like made fun of me a lot for being vegan. But not in a like, haha, you're vegan. Like all my, all my friends said this at me for it. Like, it's not like that. It was just very much like, look you up and down. Like what you think you're better than us for not eating it. And I was like, I'm completely fine with the fact you don't eat meat, but don't say you're an animal lover and judge me for my diet. 
kind of thing yeah. that's where my issue came and that's where I was like I'm more moral than you you bitch <laughs> I, I remember having this conversation with one of my friends who is not like does she does eat me I don't know how it came up and I but at the end of the day if I didn't think that eating meat was a bad thing then I probably we would eat it so yeah so for me the reasons behind my veg and I know I'm a bit hypocritical because I we'll talk about veganism in a minute but just this <laughs> but like I'm a vegetarian that I was like well yeah like I made this choice because I thought it was a moral one I felt guilty eating animals I've always been a big animal lover and I don't really understand how I can be cuddling my cat one minute and then like eating chicken the next like, it just didn't mm. and like so to me that that wasn't that was not okay I didn't I, I felt like we have the option to have obviously being a vegetarian or vegan is almost like a privilege because not everyone is oh, able to make that it's a privilege. Um, yeah, but I was yeah. like I'm in the position where I don't have like I can afford not to eat meat I, you know so therefore I shouldn't do it because I don't think the fact that I've got guilt around it shows that I think it's an immoral thing to yeah, do yeah yeah if I thought it was a good thing to do it wouldn't it wouldn't result in that guilt so yeah completely so in that sense yeah I am more moral than my friends who don't eat meat because but that's my I'm not saying objectively that is my opinion yeah so yeah and yeah, that's, that's area, a good point yeah so like I'm not I'm not saying overall I'm a much better person than them but like imagine we got points for like our morality <laughs> I would get like plus five because I saw that on the good place it was yeah like, yeah yeah like, <laughs> like, I was thinking. yeah but I'm like <laughs> Like, so that might make me sound like a horrible, judgy vegetarian. I would never say to a meat eater, like, you are a terrible murderer, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, okay, I don't think I would say that. But... <laughs> oh, one time I was with my vegan friend in the supermarket and, like, she literally walked down the meat aisle and she said, she, like, went, like, near, this was before COVID, like, kind of near someone's ear and just went, meat is murder, and then she just sort of scuttled <laughs> off. And I was like, ah, I'm in public do, with you, what are you doing? I do so sometimes funny. say that, but I say it as, like, a joke so if I ask people like oh what do you have for dinner and they like me I'm like meat is murder and then just yeah yeah and I do so I but I and I would call out my family so like if we're in the car and my mom's like oh look at those like cute like cows in the field I'm like you've managed to eat them like yeah you actually I do that with my brother and my dad and, all the time. and she's like well, <laughs> no but like so if you don't say that like if I'm like what you have to think about it like yeah, if you thought yeah. about it you can't enjoy their cuteness if you want them dead <laughs> yeah well this is the thing and but at the same time like it's still not my Oh, so tricky because I'm about to say that like, I, I can't think less of a person because of the diet or the food they eat. But at the same time, if I didn't think being vegetarian was a better moral choice, I wouldn't have made that choice to do it. Mm. I did my uh, dissertation on meat eating. I need to read it. Send it. Oh, please do. <laughs> I just, maybe no you did send it and I just never read it, but I would really No like worries. I can, yeah, you're very, very busy. So no pressure. But um, it's basically, I did it more about like the future of meat. So like lab grown meat and would that be a sufficient replacement? Like what would be the factors? And so yeah. I did two case, stu- case studies to, um, what are they called? Okay, I'm uh, going blind. Bo- focus groups. Focus groups, two focus groups, <laughs> yeah. One for meat eaters, one for non-meat eaters. And the non-meat eaters was like pescatarians and vegetarians as well. It was all like in a nice little bubble. Um, and some of the stuff the meat eaters said really was really interesting. Like, first off, they were talking about like the amount of disassociation they had was so intriguing. Like, they didn't like the term slaughterhouse because they thought it was too emotive, but that is literally the technical term for slaughterhouse. And they were like, we'd much prefer like meat farm or something, but it's like, you just want that distance. You yeah, want to be slaughtering animals. <laughs> if someone, or like farmers, for example, who are like, the way, I think you yeah, find it really interesting. That, like, slaughter is too emotive. So that suggests that if they actually stopped yeah. and think about it and let their emotions go, they probably wouldn't want to eat meat. 
they literally said that in the case study they were like if I think about it too much then I won't eat meat for like a week another really big theme that came up with the meat focus group was how much it tied to like their culture and how much like you sit down have like the Sunday roast like Mm -hmm. some people's parents were chefs and they were like well one person's parent was a chef and they were like oh well it's just such an integral part of like my childhood and it's just like so cultural yeah. and I think because I didn't have that cultural link to food yeah. maybe that's again why I found it easier like yeah I don't know anyway <laughs> anyway sorry but the majority of people that like said that they wouldn't judge someone for not being vegetarian which is interesting um mm. okay and I never had that I think in an ideal world I wouldn't because people do have different life situations but I think there's also a time and a place because because like in if if you were sat with like your friends or like housemates and you were having discussion about eating meat or vegetarianism then it would be okay to almost get a bit preachy but like same with well I just remember this I'm so I would say I'm like anti-fast fashion and I try to buy as much second hand as possible but mm. like I haven't cut out fast fashion and mm. a year ago I was at a house party or like pre's and I had a new coat on that I'd got in the H&M sale and mm this girl who I was kind of friends with she kept she was like oh my god love your coat and I was like thanks she's like where's it from and I was like oh I just got an H&M sale and then this was in front of like a group of like six people that I didn't know she's like that's a really unethical place to shop Sophie like, uh, they, she was like, like that she so. was like they treat their workers so bad blah 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 and I just I went that's not your fault that's H&M's fault <laughs> also I get what she's saying but like if we were sat there having a conversation about fast fashion but I was like in front of all these people I don't know and I felt like I'd just been told off like completely and also like in my head I'm like it's not great but also I have my like I know which high street shops are better than others for example like yeah H&M it's not it's still fast fashion but like H&M is so much better for the environment than Boohoo and Pretty Little Thing like they're the worst Hmm. at the same time like if a friend was at a party and I was like complimenting the outfit they're like oh it's from Pretty Little Thing and I can't, you know, you know now that they basically have slave labour and it's just really terrible. Yeah. In the context of a house party. Yeah. Their shit, their workers, you should not support them. Like, yeah, because there's two things that come from that as well. Is it's sometimes that can have the adverse effect, can't it? Because if someone well, exactly. tells you, yeah, yeah, like I can imagine, like I know my friends shop fast fashion, and I personally disagree with it. But if I then went, I mean, maybe like if we were over coffee, I'd be like. No, I wouldn't because that's so preachy. I'd be like, no, I need well, to talk is, about like, your bending. <laughs> there is a way of doing it. And I think it depends, especially like over some like the things that I was it Boohoo, pretty little thing that came out that it's all owned by the same company, Nasty yeah. as well. And like that, that is... and like I remember sharing that stuff on my social media. I mean, like, if you shop from these, please think again. The more you shame someone, the less that they're gonna want to change. Yeah. And then also the other thing is it's like it's things like Amazon. Jeff Bezos is not the best man, but mm. like Amazon is by far the easiest place to buy from. Like yeah. it's so easy. It comes next day delivery. Like you buy yeah. anything you want on there. Like if they basically monopolized it, like yes, it's possible to like go somewhere else, but you're more likely to have issues and it's gonna be slower and all this stuff. And it's like you can't really blame people for using Amazon because well, yeah, especially it's so like accessible. This this Christmas, like running up as I'm gonna and I was like, mm. I'm gonna make an effort to shop smaller this Christmas. And then obviously like when we were put into like was it tier tier four I get confused with all of it but you know everything shut the only place yeah. you can get things in time for Christmas was on Amazon and also when it comes to things like books you can get or anything if you can get it for like a fiver on Amazon but if you went to your local independent store it'd be 10 pounds most people are going to choose a cheaper Completely. option especially do you know what they do I, sorry I just finished what you're no, saying no, I didn't yeah go for it go for it and I was like do you know the thing about diapers like this is just like a oh, little what they make their workers wear them 
no 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 <laughs> no it was about diapers i mean i'm laughing but that could be true like, no i know we shouldn't laugh that's really horrible but yeah it's disgusting but maybe but um yeah no uh diapers so apparently there was a company that was like rivaling amazon in diapers specifically and amazon wanted you say to buy diapers not nappy yeah yeah oh yeah yeah it's probably an american article or something okay but, no, um, go for it, yeah but they were like oh yeah um we're gonna sell like so amazon were like can we buy your company and the dive company were like no we like our independence and all that stuff and then amazon bought like they they sold their diapers at a loss until the other company was bankrupt and they've done that before with quite a few things so my point is yeah they're able to sell this so pretty cheaply shit. so bad but like mm. i'm sure there's tens of thousands of other stories like that like it's very dodgy but um yeah it's like you can't blame the consumer really like yeah in an ideal world we'd all buy boycott amazon but i don't think that'd happen in reality and it's more on amazon to treat and pay their workers <laughs> yeah like, not treat them like robots there's a whole thing isn't it like when how much do we place on the consumer and how much do we place on like corporations and companies because i like, completely they're the ones who can make a bigger difference especially when it comes to things like climate change and um things like that but at the same time obviously if you do reduce demand so let's say if everyone's going sorry this is i'm going back and forth but if we if everyone or let's say 50 percent of the uk population was like i'm going to stop eating meat then we wouldn't need to produce so much of it because the demand wouldn't be there yeah but then it's like but then it can't just be on consumers because then there's so many other things like like fi- personal finances blah, blah blah but it's like yeah where do you draw the line of being like it's not up for me to do anything it's the big companies or but then is yeah, that that's just really not taking true. responsible but that's really true like that line of like where do we put the blame and how yeah yeah it's a gradual shift like say for example things with like veganism again is it's like veganism is a massive thing you get way more products every year and it's become much more of an industry in itself but and and with that that means that it's more accessible to people because the prices get lower and all that stuff but without the people first doing it that wouldn't have happened but you have to be in a privileged position to even start doing that so it's like a weird knock-on effect that doesn't really work but it does work it's just and then I've seen things on like if I've like watched a YouTube video of someone talking about veganism or whatever and then people in the comments I've seen like bashing veganry or veganuary however you say it being like Mm. it just makes me it's like a fad people do it for a month they go back to their ways and I just think there comes to a point where it's like it's really cringy because I don't know if it's actually true but like every little bit helps so oh uh, it does it's true yeah so it's like I'm not a scientist yeah but you can't and that's why I think a lot of people sort of think get annoyed at the younger generations for like calling them out and everything and I'm not I think generally calling people out is a good thing but sometimes you know when you see someone promoting um uh all you know always like the the sanitary pad brand um like with their yeah. ending period poverty and then there's people in the comments being like do you know how many how much plastic pads reduce like you shouldn't be supporting that brand you should be supporting you know menstrual cups or something like that and it's like that's so there's like a point to that like the amount of waste pads do produce but that's a great campaign that always are running that to help end period you know like it's like or they 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 say someone does like a vegetarian like week in my life like on youtube and everyone's like you should be vegan but it's like yeah that's a a step in itself they're not sorry go i feel like you're no 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 no. it's just you made me excited because you reminded me something that we did in our course as well that i like which was um do you know about commodity feminism it's it's really cool so it's basically the idea that um it's when you do something, I mean, 
this example is with feminism so it's like you do something feminist but it's for a monetary gain it's like you're commodifying it so it's like someone's only doing a good thing so that they can make money off it. oh is it like so it's you like, know lots of brands now are doing underwear companies are like doing like like they have like show like different size models in there oh 100 and it's yeah. like because people like to see it therefore they get more money from it not because they're Completely. actually there being like we should champion body positivity Completely, yeah, and it's shown okay. in every single, well, yeah. So it's like the same thing. Like it's always actually being ethical, or are they only doing it now that like it's become more of a trend to want equality with period pads and stuff, like and all this stuff. And it's just it's really bad because again, yeah, it comes back just, to morality. Because it's also like it kind of links back to what we were saying about like the mask wearing thing at the beginning. Like if you like, does it actually matter that you're wearing a mask because you want to help people, or you're wearing it because you want to look good? Those brands. So yeah, the reason that they are showing diverse models is because they think they'll get more money because of it. Exactly, yeah. Where were but they doing the it 10 years day, ago? When were they doing it 20 years ago? But like at the end of the day, if they're showing more diverse models, that is still a good thing. Exactly, yeah. And it's things but like- they're, so making, this is they're a... only doing it to make money, which sounds really good. Exactly. Ah! <laughs> it's so, Please. yeah, it's really- Oh, it's it's so, I don't know why I think, but I feel like I'm like back in school and I've learned something new and you know, like- Yeah, it's really ah! interesting, isn't it? Yeah. controversial and I do want to know your opinion of it with all the stuff that's been going on on Instagram and stuff what would you think because I saw this thing online and it was like I was like oh that's uh but also I didn't disagree with it it was basically saying that there's a lot of like movements and stuff like yeah Black Lives Matter but also like things with climate change things with um well climate change less so because it's not as emotive but um saying about how people are like commodifying a little bit in terms of like Instagram powerpoints is how they described it they were like people are like doing funky art and they're doing it and they've got these like woke Instagram pages, but it's actually a bit, they're not actually doing it. They're doing it for exposure of their brand to then, because you get monetized if you have a successful Instagram page. They're like, are they actually yeah. doing it because they care or are they actually doing it because- Like, I kind of feel like that with some like influencers, like if they have posts about Black Lives Matter or other things, it's like, are they just ticking a box that they've- they've Exactly. Done, they've yeah. done their posts. They've done their, at the time, their black, you know, it was like black, was it Blackout Tuesday where you like put a yeah. black- and like you know it's like which kind of goes into a bit as well into performative morality it's, you're ticking a box that like you feel good about yourself you're showing the world that you're a good person and therefore yeah. if you didn't do that there might be like a daily mail article or something about you being so and so influencers with this many followers did not show their support for Black or they did not show their support for and then they will then other brands are not going to want to join like yeah yeah but it's performative isn't it in that yeah. way it's like if you're feeling but then, but then is that is it is that then bad to just assume that that it, it is performative? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, it is. But I think that's because of society. I think it's because everyone's performing. Like it's yeah. the whole like everything's a performance if we think about it. Like then, some really dramatic. As because you know there was a massive thing and it, it's happened. I mean like, people assumed it would happen, but it's like where oh everyone shared it within that month and then after that everything yeah. sort of went radio silent. And it's like well that and then also things will only be shared if they become popular. Like there will be inequalities and stuff, and there have been that just haven't got that like wind of like popularity. Does that mean they're less important? It doesn't. It just means that yeah people aren't jumping on the trend I think it's it. really interesting like so the role of social media and of in social causes now because yeah because they like, shouldn't be trends it's disgusting to even it is, it's disgusting that it's trends I'm just thinking of like one more thing just to sort of round up with like 
do you yeah. what do you worry like when you if you ever worry that you're a good person what things make you think that you're not a good person I worry that I'm just doing stuff because someone will see it and go oh that was good do you know what I mean? like I'm yeah. like do I actually want to do like even something simple like so some someone from work had this serious call today and afterwards I messaged them being like oh how did it go did it go all right and I was like because I'm gonna have to do that in the future so I, I don't know I was like was I messaging him because I genuinely cared for his well-being am I bringing him because I want to know for myself so I can know what I'm getting myself into mm-hmm. or do I genuinely or do I just want to know what it or do I just do it because then yeah. he'll go oh Ellen's a nice person and then I'll be like haha I've tricked you you think I'm nice haha <laughs> do you know what I mean I feel like we kind of when we at the, we've said quite a few times about like the intent the intentions behind stuff and I I struggle with like knowing what my like true intentions are which is weird because yeah. I'm a very reflective person and I'm like like always the thing is too reflective and I think we both might be yeah like how do I feel how do I truly feel like, I'm like yeah oh. am I just feeling this because it's convenient and yeah. I know that if I have a shower I'll feel better or <laughs> yeah and I'm like am I being selfish I worry quite a lot of the time and then I'm like but is it yeah. bad is it bad to be selfish is it bad to I do think... stuff that mainly gains me when that makes more rewards for me and I should I should be selfish I, I don't know I have a friend who moans a lot about how people I mean very very validly so but she, basically she's really really good at giving advice and she talks a lot about how she feels like people are taking advantage of her because of that and for that reason I'm really aware of what I talk to her and making sure I'm not doing that but so I think like those people were probably being quite selfish because the thing, the issue that she had was, oh, people aren't asking me how I am kind of thing. And she wouldn't say that because that sounds, she's like, oh, people don't. But it was, it was that. It was very one-sided and people were yeah. like, I think, so for that reason, if everyone was selfish, society would not function. But yeah. I think like you, you say, for example, you, you ask me all the time how, how I am irrelevant of how you are. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if you're in a shit, you know shit mental place, I'm, you'll be like. <laughs> I, Ellie, who was on on an episode a couple ones back she said she's making fun of me the other day because what I do is if I'm messaging her and I'm having a breakdown I'll like send lots of messages being like my life is shit right now blah, 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 and I'll get quite yeah, deep, yeah. You know? and then I'll finish it with like anyway how are you <laughs> like, I <always> <laughs> yeah, it, like so or I say anywho like what's up with you and like and yeah. then like, it's like cheery like, obviously it's just in a text but like I'm like okay I've dumped it out but you know tell me oh yeah you're... that's exactly yeah. yeah when you've done that with me in the past it was exactly that you're like ah and then you're like by the way how <laughs> you tell me how everything yeah um, I felt really cool what was it you said the other day like I'll be on my deathbed and ask you how you are <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like, I'm not asked. that makes me sound like I'm just such a good person I'm really not um, <laughs> no, like, but it's if I was in so much pain I'd put all of my friends first like, probably, like no um, but it's like I mean, you'll want to ask people how they are, like, like, say, for example, with that example, I'm like, if your mental health is bad, I don't want you to ask me how I am at all. Like, I want, like, the focus is on you 100%. And I wouldn't think, oh, she's such a bitch for not asking about me. Like, not at all. Because yeah. I'd take you as a whole, whole person. I've known you for how many years now? Four? I mean, I've known you technically for, like, 14 years, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You've only but, um, liked me for, like, three of them. <laughs> I've only, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I think, I forgot my point, about uh, being good people. Yeah, and it's like, I know you're someone who asks me how I am, so if you're not asking me, that means that you've got a lot on your plate and that's okay, and I'm not going to think you're a bad person for it. But I think if someone yeah. systematically never asked me how I am, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I've got like nothing to add. I was going to say, like, where do you stand on, final thing, where do you yeah. stand on lying? Oh, I'm, I'm not a great liar. 
can lie if I need to. No, I know, but I'm saying that, like, like whether I want to lie or not is a separate issue. So whether I can, (laughs) but um, my my, the thing that I hate the most in TV, and I've watched so much TV, is when someone tells a lie, and it's so obviously the entire like storyline is that the lie's going to unravel and it's going to be really awkward, and it would have just been unsolved if they just had good communication skills. In that respect, I fucking hate lying. But white lies. Or like it's just gonna protect someone, or it is genuinely oh that person's never gonna find out, and it's just gonna make them better, like feel better. Then go for it, like. <laughs> but only depending on the situation, like do you know what I mean? Like I think usually I, even with honestly. white eyes though, like I feel an immense amount of guilt. Do you? I don't mm. at all. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it depends on the person. Like I can never lie to my mum. <laughs> I can avoid See, the truth. Lying, but... to, I, I don't do it that often. But I have lied to my parents and Jesus Christ, I I feel so terrible. No, I think I've I've lied to friends about like not wanting to meet up with them and being like, I'm busy. Oh, does that count? Yeah, no, I do that. (laughs) But but more so because the mental health stuff than it is anything else. Like I'll be like, oh, I need to talk to my family when I'm actually like, I'm having a panic attack. (laughs) But then I get like, at the weekend just gone, um, I was meant to call a uni friend and... And I kind of knew he was having a bit of like, I mean, everyone's having a rough time right now, but you know, like he was feeling a bit down with lockdown. Um, and I just went to call him one day and I just completely blanked and I really apologised. And we arranged another day. And like that day, I was just absolutely, I, I, I had to work all weekend and stuff like that. And then basically didn't, I just felt so guilty. But I remember like having a, like, just was so busy and stressed. I was like, that's the thing that has to go today is this phone like that's not something I have yeah 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 that is the thing that I'm gonna have to go but I just felt so terrible I was literally like and I'm such a shit friend because I'm, I'm organizing my time so poorly that I'm not even phoning a friend and I no I get you yeah you're not like, <laughs> <laughs> and like you need you to prioritize yourself like there was a thing oh I saw this again on like Instagram or something and it was so like sweet it was basically and this is this they meant this in terms of empathy but I think it works with anything is it's like it was so cheesy it was like this little like elephant or something and it is little mouse friend and it was saying to the mouse he was like oh I want to help you right now but I'm all empty because I've given out all my help to other people and then he was like he had like a little bit of blue on the corner of his feet and otherwise he was grey and then the mouse was like don't worry wait till you're feeling better and then we can chat don't like don't worry at all I I feel (laughs) I feel like we should I should probably like wrap up um of course yeah thank you for chatting I literally I'm gonna listen back I've forgotten everything we talked about but I remember it was really (laughs) so yeah I enjoyed it I've really enjoyed it thank you I was worried because yeah yeah wait Nick do you want to share your Dan and Phil story I mean I can (laughs) basically my friend's dad no my friend's sister works on BBC Radio 1 she told me and my friend from school hey come to this radio show do you like Dan and Phil we were like yeah we do and they were like they've got a radio show and this was quite a while ago wasn't it oh yeah this was (laughs) six years this was when I was like 14 I and I guess younger every time. I think I was 14. I hope I was 14. I, I don't want to be like, <laughs> it was last year. <laughs> um, and uh, they were like, oh yeah, do you want to be interviewed by Dan and Phil um, on their radio show? And we were like, yeah, we do. That's sick. What do you need us to be? And they were like, be at the BBC this date and time. And we were like, groovy. And so we went. Um, my friend's dad dropped us there because we were cool kids and we needed a parental supervisor because we were so young. <laughs> and um, they came in and... I was so starstruck. I just didn't know. I was just weird. See, sounds really weird, but it's really weird seeing a celebrity in 3D. I must, like, it would be so weird. Very odd. Very, very weird. But um, I was so awkward. I didn't know how to talk to them. Because they're also like 10 years older than us. So it's yeah. like, 
it was weird to have and also like I knew so much about them because I really like watching Dan and Phil when I was yeah. younger and they obviously knew nothing about me they were just like oh fangirls kind of thing and I think we brought them t-shirts to sign as well and uh, <laughs> it was horrible <laughs> and uh, so they they um they introduced it by being like okay so this interview is about happiness we're going to talk about what makes you happy and we were like great and then they asked the first question and my friend answered most of them first so what I just replied is going oh yeah what she said because I don't know what else to say <laughs> which is just not what you do in an interview and um, they asked me a direct they were like so what makes you happy and I was like YouTube and you guys like so cringy and horrible and it was all I could think of and I'm so glad I'm immortalizing this on a podcast <laughs> but um yeah and safe to say it didn't get aired <laughs> they, well, they scrapped it it wasn't good enough to go on BBC <laughs> that's so sad I, I I think I'll air this I promise you yo thank you, know. you. <laughs> as long as I make something online <laughs> my parents that's are <laughs> Right, thank you, Ella, and thank you to anyone who's listened.